Welcome to today's daily reads of AA 12-step program. I'm Fernando, your secretary for this meeting. Let's go ahead and open it with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change those things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Thy will be done, not ours, Lord, not my will. Thy will be done. Whatever hunch, unction, you know, curiosity, let your will be done. Guide us, Lord, to the right, guide us to the left. Make us acceptable and able for our own selves and for the help of others. For your will be done in our lives. Amen. Amen. Get fired up with your higher power, folks. Let's get out there and give them heaven. Today's reading on the 21st of April is Cultivating Faith. And it's taken from Dr. Bob in the Good Old Timers, page 307 to 8. Here we go. I don't think we can do anything very well in this world unless we practice it. And I don't believe we do AA too well unless we practice it. We should practice acquiring the spirit of service. We should attempt to acquire some faith, which isn't easily done, especially for the person who has always been very materialistic. Following the standards of society today, but I think faith can be acquired. It can be acquired slowly. It has to be cultivated. That was not easy for me, and I assume that it is difficult for everyone else. Dr. Bob and the Good Old Timers, 307. Fear is often the force that prevents me from acquiring and cultivating the power of faith. Fear blocks my appreciation of beauty, tolerance, forgiveness, service, and serenity. Amen. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. It's a wonderful reading. I always say that I wake up in the morning and all the words that I put in my hopper the day before are all over my sheets. And I have to, oh my goodness, I got to start all over again, pouring more words, more readings. And there are countless books, countless uh, meditations. And, you know, you say, where is the balance, God? Where is my reprieve? Do I have, why didn't I read this and go deep and I start acting like it, you know? How come I have to be going over it and over it again? Well, I should plug up that leak, huh? God just told me. By really going deep and meditating and not read it so fast and try to consume quantity, but consume quality. Faith is planning and an acceptance of planning in your heart. Accepting a wrong thing is planning the acceptance that God will give you the answer for it. So we put it on God's hands and we wait acceptance of a blessing. God promises you a blessing. You, God, you promised me a blessing. I accept that blessing and I thank you. And I put it in your hands and I just, I wait in believing and hoping. Practice that. Practice that. If you know God has promised you something, say, I thank you for that, Father. Thank you, God. I accept that and I thank you for it. Amen. Just practice acquiring acceptance, little acceptance either bad or good. I accept the situation. 
I put it in your hands, God. I know it will turn out to good as long as I thank you and praise you for it and believe that it, you're working on it. Amen. I leave it there. You know, the wonderful thing about doing that is when you put a bill, you don't think about it no more. When you don't think about the situation, where you're not harping and crying unto God for situation, where you're not worried about a situation, I apologize for saying you. When I am not worried about a situation, when I am not harping on a situation, folks, that's what it's all about, believing and accepting and moving on. That's for me that I have to keep practicing and practicing and practicing that. I believe and I accept that I'm in this life today because of the choices I made as a young kid and rebel against my parents and society. And all in all, I was looking for a model to run on. I was looking for a set of instructions. A set of instructions is really love. It's a capsule of love. Love of wonderment, wonderment, wonderment. Uh, security, confidence that someone loves you. Wow. Thank you so much for coming on today. Let's go ahead and run over to go see what our sponsor, King Solomon, or my sponsor is doing. Excuse me. Everybody's so sensitive in the program. It's like, my goodness, we got to have rhinoceros skin in the program, you know. It's like, here we go. Proverbs 21. Oh, I got it in Spanish, folks. I got to move this computer to English. Sorry about that. Let me let me tell you a story. When I was a little boy, when let's see, when I first planted, I first started going to school, and the teacher told us to plant some seeds in the ground and water them, and I, I did it. And to my amazement, when those that seed, that little tender shoot grew. And when I kept pouring water, I planted in the sun right by the door of our wooden house where I was born in beautiful downtown Tijuana. I saw the, uh, the beans. I planted beans. And the first thing a five-year-old kid, my spirit said, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be rich. That was my first thoughts. It was just amazing Later on, my little sister, my younger sister, pointed out that she, she'd been selling real estate for many years and loans and hardships and clients. And man, what a headache to be involved in owning property. I think her bills are, are like 30000 a month. So her income's got to, and just doing the taxes, man, it's kind of like being in jail, the poor girl. The point is, <clears throat> she said, wow, here's a fruit that comes, say, for instance, an orange. It's already sealed in its container, and it's just comes right out of the ground, and you can sell it and live, make a living. You know, she was just amazed the way she described God's creation <clears throat> of earth and food and preservation and resources. And the other thing the little sister said to me that was profound, she said, how can man bless God? How can we bless God? You ever thought about it? I mean, God is an eternal king. He's the one who's sending the blessings. How can we turn around and say, well, I bless you, God. Have a good day. Give them heaven. I don't know. 
Maybe the blessing is in our blessing. As we send God a blessing, he says, oh, thank you, son. Thank you for thinking of me. Billions and billions do the opposite. Either they don't think of me, God says, or they curse me. I'm responsible for their lack of, of reading, concentration, and effort. So I bless you back. I bless you with wisdom, talents, joy, laughter, humor, with good health. I bless you, son. Go, go in your way and be merry. No, I said be merry, not get married. I'm kidding. I got, I did both. <laughs> All right. I'll keep my daytime job. Here we go. Proverbs 21 from the, from the, what type of Bible I'm reading it from? Let's give them credit. It's from the Jubilee Bible, Ransom Prince International. Thank you, Jubilee people that put these Bibles together. Just a different look. You know, because in the Greek and the Hebrew, a word says a lot of meanings. A lot of, you know, there's a lot of meanings in a word. It's just amazing. So they're just a different look at a at God's way of saying something. And it just, it just enlightens the heart to hear other people publish it in that way. Thank you, everyone. Here we go. Proverbs 21. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he will. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. To do righteousness and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. A high look and a proud heart, which is the fire of the wicked, is sin. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness, but everyone that is too hasty only to one. Okay, here you go, folks. Here's my troubles, my thoughts. If I'm diligent, I get up early in the day and go at task as diligent. My version of diligence should tend only to plenteousness. I should think about plentiful, plentiful. In other words, Oh, I got this big check the other day. Oh, how am I going to use the resources I have? Oh, I got plenty of, of uh, supplies. And In other words, if, you, if I think that I have enough for the task of the day, for instance, today we're going to make pancakes and we're going to serve coffee. And, and there's some elderly people that really enjoy us tending to them at the park. And then we're going to have an AA meeting out in the cold. And it's just a beautiful thing to serve pancakes to a guy that's been uh, 53 or 54 years and his girlfriend in the program of AA and others. Another guy with 47 years. Another guy with 42 years. Another person with five, six years. I don't know their last names, but I love them. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness. So I'm thinking about giving, giving, giving. So what happens is it, that grows. That will grow into plenteousness. But if I think of lack, for instance, if I think, oh man, I've been doing it for years and there's no one else that's helping me and everybody comes out like a bunch of fat birds that feed me, feed me, and then I got to set up the chairs. If I start going that route, and I'm saying, no, I'm militarily doing this so I can cut down on my selfishness, my 
e I don't know if the ego proposition there, but how about myself? Pity has no no say so in this thought process. Okay, that was verse five. But everyone that is too hasty only to want. So I become hasty and think it over fast. Anyway, I tend only to want. I've been in want before, folks, by trying to provide for my own and not thinking of others. Remember that the science, the all these institutions, universities and health farms like Mayo Clinic, they had done studies on people who, I said this hundreds of times, people who serve, people who do something for the community, three, four hours, two, three hours, one hour a week. They tend to smile. They tend to have better dispositions. They tend to make more money. They think to, to have more energy. Their blood pressure is lower. Did I say they make more money? That's not us, folks. That's the outside people observing the people that give resources. They give time and money and stuff. We were made in God's image to be, to give compassion and empathy. Amen. Give me some empathy, world. It's my turn. Here we go. Verse 6. The getting of treasures by a lying tongue is a vanity tossed to and fro of those that seek death. Whoa. The robbery of the wicked shall destroy them because they refuse to do judgment. Whoa. The way of the perverse man is crooked and strange, but as for the pure, his work is right. It is better to dwell in a corner of the house up than a brawling woman or a brawling spouse in a wide house. You know, they're just bent on evil, bent on doing wrong. Best thing you can do is read 1 John 1 through 5 out loud before you go to sleep so they can hear it and keep giving thanks and you'll become pure gold no matter what situation you are. Verse 10, the soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no favor in his eyes. When the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise. And by instructions, the wise, he receives wisdom. When the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise. And by instructing the wise, he receives wisdom. The righteous man wisely considers the house of the wicked, how God overthrows the wicked for their evil. Whosoever stops his ear at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. A gift in secret pacifies anger, and a bribe in the bosom's strong wrath. A gift in secret pacifies anger, and a bribe in the bosom's strong wrath. Huh. See how it says different in other translations? If you give a gift and the other one, it says you can have your way. Over here, it says a gift in secret creates anger and a bribe in the bosom, strong wrath. Whoa, I'm 
Couldn't remember that one for sure. I was after a girl and I sent her gifts and so forth. She told me where to put it, to put it in the ground, make it grow in my own garden. She was kind. It is joy to the just to do judgment, but it shall be destruction to the workers of iniquity. It is joy to the just to do judgment, but it shall be destruction to the workers of iniquity. The man who want, that wanders out of the way of wisdom shall end up in the congregation of the dead. If you wander away from the rooms of 12-step or from fellowship or from Bible studies or from joining a group like Amway that has a study program where you listen to to people that study books and they have success and they recommend a book reading every month. Put yourself that you'll make a commitment to read any, every autobiography of someone that does some, has done something good for humanity, like Benjamin Franklin and, and other Carnegies, other people that have done good for humanity. Read, make a commitment to read their books, and it will be easier, and it will be a breeze, and it will be pleasurable once you make the commitment. He that loves pleasure shall be a poor man. He that loves wine and oil shall not be rich. Again, when you have successes, just celebrate for 5, 10, 15 minutes and get on with your next project. Don't sit there and wallow with a big old three, four day, seven day vacation. You know, when you go to vacation, go exercising, go working on your next project, go maintain. It's work. <laughs> Talking to myself, folks. You can relax. You can relax. The wicked shall be a rent. Sorry for that. None of my business. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and the transgressor for the upright. Whoa. I better tax them, huh? It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry spouse. There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spends it up. Isn't it amazing? I bought like three big bottles of olive oil and I put one in my, put two in my office and one in my kitchen, which we still have a lot. Of, and I take shots out of it like I used to take shots of whiskey out of a bottle. <laughs> People will come in the room and say, oh, you're drinking again, Fernando. No, no, this is olive oil. Here, take a shot. It's good for you. It doesn't have any calories, and it's brain food. That's what it is. It's brain food. It makes your hands look really nice. I don't keeps your hands youthful. He that follows after righteousness and mercy shall find life, righteousness, and honor. Here we go, folks. Here's the payoff. We are following righteousness because we need instructions, right? And mercy, we're looking to mercy, to be merciful. We repented of a life of unmercifulness to others and ourselves. We, shall, we are finding life. We are finding God's righteousness and honor. Woo what a great exchange. Huh. Amen. I believe I receive it. Say that with me. I believe I receive God's honor. I believe I receive his righteousness. I believe I find his life, his abundant life that he came to give us. In Jesus' name, seal it. I believe I receive it. Amen. 22, 
The wise man took the city of the mighty and cast down his strength in which he trusted. Whosoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps his souls from troubles. You know, don't get into situations that are too difficult commitments. I just turned the commitment down of making chili beans for the annual cook-off and all that. Um, I, I don't like it when things are on Saturday. That's for me. I like to rest on Saturday, put my feet on the grass and read autobiographies, folks. So people have done something. Right now, I'm, I got books from Yong Hee Cho from his church in uh, Seoul, Korea of 800,000 members. He's passed on to the Lord, but he, he left a good, a good motto to follow. Proud and haughty scorners is his name who deals in proud wrath. Proud and haughty scorner is his name who deals in proud wrath. The desire of the slothful kills him for his hands refuse to labor. Remember, folks, there is a blessing in any kind of labor. You know, labor in your house, labor outdoors. As we, I guess the movement is what blesses us. The movement. Stretching is so good. You labor to, to stretch the body, your soul. Your, yoga. Labor unto stretching your body and then say, Okay, God, I'm ready for the deal. And just sit there and then get up after 20 minutes of watching that YouTube and labor to stretch your body. Labor to conduct it to get blessing spiritually as you as you move and as we move and stretch the body there is one who covets greedily all day long but the righteous give and keep on giving amen the sacrifice of the wicked is abomination how much more when he brings it with lewdness the false witness shall perish but the man that bear hears shall stand fast in his word. The wicked man hardens his face, but as for the upright, his, he orders his way. There is no wisdom, nor intelligence, nor counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but salvation is from the Lord. Thank you very much. God bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious unto you and lift up his counsel and give you peace. Oh, I forgot. This is an AA meeting, not a Bible study. <laughs> well, too bad. Have a good day. Actually, too good. Too good is my statement. Too good to not say it. I trust in your word. Article by George Mueller. The strength of our faith is in direct proportion to our level of belief that God would do exactly what he promised. Faith has nothing to do with feelings, impressions, outward appearances, nor the probability or improbability of an event. If we try to couple these things with faith, we are no longer resting on the Word of God because faith is not dependent on them. Faith rests on the pure word of God alone. And when we take him at his word, our hearts are at peace. 
God delights in causing us to exercise our faith. He does so to bless us individually, to bless the church at large, and as a witness to unbelievers. Yet we tend to retreat from the exercising of our faith instead of welcoming it. When trials come, our response should be, My Heavenly Father has placed... My Heavenly Father, this cup of trials I place into your hands so I may later have something of a witness and pleasant. Trials are the food of faith. Oh, may we leave ourselves in the hands of our Heavenly Father. It is the joy of His heart to do good to all His children. Yet trials and difficulties are not the only way Faith is exercised and thereby increased. Reading the scriptures also acquaints us with God as he has revealed himself in them. Are you able to genuinely say from your knowledge of God and your relationship with him that he is indeed a beautiful being? If not, let me graciously encourage you to ask God to take you to that point. So you will fully appreciate his gentleness and kindness. So you will be able to say just how good he is. And so you will know what a delight it is to God's heart to do good to his children. The closer we come to this point in our inner being, the more willing we are to leave ourselves in his hands. And the more satisfied we are with all of his dealings with us. Then, when trials come, we will say, I will patiently wait to see the good God will do in my life with the calm assurance He will do it. In this way, we will bear a worthy testimony to the world and thereby strengthen the lives of others. George Mueller